Jerry has gone and riled himself into another accident, Wims informed him. I suppose you had nothing to do with it, Wilhelm snapped. Can't rightly say I had. He worked it out all by himself. Just like the rest of us, I suppose, Wilhelm said with unconcealed hostility. Well, now you all mention it, Doc. I ain't never seen such a collection of slip-fingered folk, always busting either their gear or their selves. Listen, you. Now look at Doc Castle up on top of that locker. He's gonna bust a leg if he don't quit fooling round with that critter. Wilhelm turned to see Dr. Castle up near the ceiling trying to get at a chimpanzee perched just out of reach on a steam pipe. Castle, are you crazy? he cried. Get down from there before you hurt yourself. But I've got to get Zsa into a cage before one of the cats gets her, Castle protested. Just then an ocelot leaped for Zsa and she leaped for Dr. Castle, who promptly lost his balance and plummeted toward Dr. Wilhelm, who foolishly tried to catch him. They all crashed to the floor and lay stunned for some moments. Castle attempted to rise, but he sank back almost immediately with a grimace of pain. "'I think my leg is broken,' he announced. "'Well, I told you,' Wim said. "'Ain't that so, Dr. Wilhelm?' Wilhelm attempted to hurl Zsa at Wim's, but found to his surprise he could only wriggle his fingers. The effort sent little slivers of pain slicing through his back." By this time the laboratory was resounding with the fury of a riot sale in a bargain basement. Sounds of destruction, counterpointed with cries of pain and imprecations, increased as the staff pursued maddeningly elusive animals through a growing jungle of toppled and overturning equipment. At the far end there was a shower of sparks and a flash of flame as something furry plunged into a network of wires and vacuum tubes. Two hours later, Dr. Titus, the division chief, strolled in just as the firemen quenched the last stubborn flames. He surveyed the nearly total ruin of the laboratory. "'Really?' he said to a thickly bandaged Dr. Barry, who was attempting to rescue an undamaged electroencephalograph from a gleeful fireman's axe. "'Can't you test your hypothesis without being so untidy?' Dr. Berry whirled and struck Dr. Titus. "'Of course you know what this means,' Titus said calmly, rubbing his jaw. "'I'll just have to have a closer look at your Rorschach.' "'You can just go take a closer look,' Berry snarled. "'Now, now,' Titus said soothingly. "'Why don't we just go to my office and find out what is disturbing us, hmm?' The axe came down on the encephalograph, and Barry burst into tears and allowed Titus to lead him away. Titus seated himself at his desk and waited for the sobbing Barry to subside. "'That's it,' he said unctuously. "'Let's just get it right out of our systems, shall we?' Hmm? Barry stopped in mid-sob and became all tiger again. "'Stop talking to me as if I were a shizu!' he roared. "'Now, now, we are not going to become hostile all over again, are we? Hmm?' "'Hmm!' 
all you want to, Titus, but you'll change your tune soon enough when you hear what happened. It was no band-aid brouhaha this time. I've warned you time and again about whims, and you've chosen to treat the matter as airily as possible, almost to the point of being elfin. However, the casualty list ought to bring you back down to earth. Barry ticked off the names on his fingers. Dr. Wilhelm hospitalized with a broken back. Dr. Castle, a broken leg. Dr. Angelillo, Dr. Bernstein, Dr. Moranos, and four lab technicians severely burned. Dr. Grossblatt and two assistants badly clawed. Dr. Cahill, clawed and burned. And no one knows what's wrong with Dr. Zimmerman. He's locked himself in the broom closet and refuses to come out. Twelve other people will be out a day or two with minor injuries, including your secretary.